Put you for. What's up, what's up, y'all? This is your host with the most, so have a toast. Lita Johnson, we are here to talk sports. You know, Kyan Anthony and Bryce James is a big topic. Got some things to run across. Um, football. More basketball. First off, man. Um, it's kind of a, um, it's a couple of things we're going to talk about. We got the Cooper flag, Cameron Boozer, um, drafts to talk about. It's big right now. Let's go to the first subject at hand. Bryce James, Cayenne. The man Cayenne stock is rising. Uh, number 35 and 247, which I write for, uh, write for a lot of. On one of them is two four seven. He's the only one prospect in twenty twenty five. I always said back when before his rating got to where it's at. And in the two four seven composite, he's almost a five star. He's number thirty forty four. And and if anybody knows what when they look at two four seven sports, you look at composite. That just means all the recruiting sites combined. ESPN on three rivals. And, and 247's rankings are all combined, and he's almost to a five-star. He's the number one prospect in New York for um, for um, 2025, and he's a top-10 shooting guard. But I think I always said he was the best shooter. Seeing this man, she was like he came straight out the jeans of Carmelo. Like, he really had a smooth jumper, like, you know, Ray Allen had in Connecticut. You know, when you first proceed, he really is going to be good. Cayenne is going to be very, very good. He's going to be one of the best scores NBA has had. I mean, he really has that. When you can shoot in this era like that and you have the length, he's different. He's going to play with Long Island Lutheran and B.J. Edgecombe is a guy um, on that team. You know, he's going to be around another elite score. It's going to be something to see that duo get a chance to uh, play with each other. Uh, Bryce James is going to Notre Dame um, High School um, to play with Mercy Miller. Bryce James isn't being fairly... The Brian James kids are getting the... I've never seen this before. It's kind of a backwards. Like, Bronny came from the start. It was his IQ. You can instantly see he was learning from his dad. He was soaking it all in. And he became a patient, learning. And one thing LeBron does is learn how to win. If he doesn't, if he didn't win this time, that's why he goes ten times. Like LeBron James, you know, to be a great player, you gotta have the perfect situation too. And LeBron James, at a young age, was fighting the world of basketball, like nobody else had to deal with. So now his kids. And Bronny is just getting rightfully, wrongfully put down. Like, it took him so long to become a five-star, but he was just as good as any of those kids. He showed it. Like, every, no effort. He was instantly good every time he stepped on the floor. And it's like, you know, their kids keep him in the top 50. That's not, you know, 
No, he ain't. You want him to be his dad, which is crazy. Yep. But LeBron, Bronny James has been a five star. Now Bryce James, I, I I kind of go a little bit with the ratings, but Bryce has been moved from Sierra Canyon to Campbell Hall to now being in Notre Dame. LeBron just wants to put him around winners and not just showing his talents and, you know, he wants to put him around winners. Bryce James can play. He's a man-child in athleticism. and His shot is is crazy. Like, he looks like he can have one of those long-range jumpers. He just keeps working at it. He looks like that'll be his niche. And you're looking at him, he's a guard, three, four-star guard, playing with Mercy Miller. And both these guys are in the same recruiting class. So they were if you if you're looking at them, I think they both only play a year of college. If they play that, you know, if they, I, 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 they have the potential. You remember when Carmelo and LeBron came in the same recruiting class? I mean, same um draft class and I mean it's the same recruiting class. It's crazy. Like, listen. They could both be drafted in the same year just like they dads. They both could be drafted in the same. That could history could repeat itself once again, because Bryce and Cayenne did play, you know, against each other. You know, Bronny was there too, but you know, Bronny's in a whole other class. That could be something. I don't think has that even been done when two kids they even came up around each other. Like LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony are they boys, man. Like <laughs> This isn't like far-fetched. They are brothers. Like, you know, so their kids came up around each other. So that is like, and then to be already be in the limelight, to know what limelight looks like, you know, before you get there so you can handle it. You got the best teachers in the game. You're talking about Hall of Famers. It's not basketball dead. These are Hall of Famers. Then you got Carmelo is, to me, the, the greatest NBA Olympic star, Olympic player, NBA player to ever play. Like, for real, the, the best NBA Olympic player. Like, he's been there, like, four times. I mean, it's contributed every time. He's there more than anybody. Like, he puts in his work for this. Like, Carmelo's the best. He's the best one, NBA Olympic basketball player. Best one. I mean, he's, he's accomplished so much more than everybody else on that level. So, no question to me. Um, then you got LeBron who keeps his kids working like the Terminators. They they, they got to get cut up. They got to have the same workout. They got to, you know, so they're going to develop their work ethic. It's going to be something to see this class. This class is different. And then this class has Cameron Boozer who, um, I mean, this is something, man. Cooper Flag, this is exciting. Now the 2025 draft is different. Uh, he's a man child. Cooper Flag to me is the best He's the best, man. He's he's the best high school basketball player. But it's and like Boozer can never go over him. They are so close. Um I like Billy Richmond. Um, no question. Billy Richmond, Ryan Holland out of high school. I mean, listen, these guys different players, man. Jordan Dumont has more than impressed me. You know, I'm a, I look in the Villanova, so and I'm looking at this guy play, and it's just like Man, they made a great decision. It was so many misses. It's just been like Villanova doesn't have that that grasp, you know. When we come back, man, we're going to talk more about, um, you know, um, 
we got some Villanova things to talk about. I'm going to go in on Villanova. Um, more on Cooper Flag and Cameron Boozer. Um, how much better will USC be? Big, man. Big. Um, it's a lot of big teams, a lot of things to talk about. We come back on Fire Little Yuck. talk more follow your sports welcome here um follow me on twitter follow me on instagram uh, follow me on uh, facebook Nita johnson um to give y'all so much more i do so many things man just to i love doing sports things man i'm always in it always a uh, hound dog in it but listen cooper flag and cameron Wilson. i mean these guys it's kind of like the wave now the tall guys that can do everything. Because you got Victor William Bianyama, okay? Then you got Cooper Flag and Cameron Boozer. Look at these three. Look at their wingspan. Look how tall they are. They all can hit threes. They all can handle the rock like big men. Remember when 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 Ben Simmons came out, he, he was kind of – I remember when Michael Carter Williams got drafted. He's a tall point guard, but he didn't start no wave. When Ben Simmons started to be uh, – where he where he was as a tall point guard, it kind of opened up the wave. Like there's so many guys, you got the uh, Lonzo Ball is one guy. You know he's a a tall point guard. Then you got guys like and Sean Livingston was one, but Sean Livingston was drafted a long time ago. Um, but guys that are six five, six six, or just you know look at LeBron James playing the point guard role, able to do that. You look at Russell Westbrook. Look at guys with size when they used to be 5'11", 6 feet. Uh, 6'1", 6'2", was tall. So now it's a little bit different. When Ben Simmons was playing point guard at 6'10", it, it made people want to get a guy tall because now you got a guy with a, a top team that's got a 6'10 point guard. You know, whether he can't shoot or not, you're going to have to deal with this guy. And so when that's another thing. When Ben Simmons goes back to doing – what he's good at, and not and then not following what. If you're good at one thing, do do it to the to the death. You know, if you, you know, Shaq can shoot free throws. I mean, you're not shooting a jump shot. Whatever you're doing, be the master at it. Whether it's post, if you're inside 15, 20 feet, make them pay. It's, you know, um, that's it. So I I think he's a good player, man. I still got a lot of love for him. It's just that you know, of course, when somebody rolls out of Philly like that. It's not a good, you know, taste, but, you know, Philly can run people out. They can make people leave, man. And then when you're coaching and you're in the best player, 
are talking bad. They don't have no confidence on you live. And you know what I mean? Like, still a young kid. He has so much talent and so much potential. But that's what happens. But um, Cooper Flag is a guy that can just do so much. Him and Booze are, are, are real good. But Cooper Flag, man, he's he's different. He's a different monster. Um, he's just a different monster, man. He really is. But Booze is unbelievable too. I mean, this is his brother's good. Uh, Booze's brother. I mean, this is this is really a good, you know, um, couple of classes. Like the top five prospects, just some guys you might want to look at. And right now, you're looking at those two. I just get Cooper Flag. Get Cooper Flag just does everything. So it seems like no effort. His talent is crazy. Like I can't wait to see him in the NBA. This next wave of talent coming to the NBA that's going to be with Jalen Green and Anthony Edwards and Evan Mobley and Kay Cunningham and you know so many other guys. This next wave is going to be a hell of. This is the evolution of so much. Everybody's everybody can pass. Everybody's going to be able to. That's what it's about now. It's not about you see a player uh, that can shoot a three, and that's the only guy that's doing it. You know. You know. I mean, centers usually played the post, and you had some guys that could pass real good, like Lottie Divac, Elijah Ron could pass, uh, Arvidas Sabonis could pass. Now all these centers are capable with Jokic doing what he's doing. People are going to mimic that. That's this is what happens now, because especially with the visual of social media and the visual of um, YouTube, you get to see more stuff now. It just isn't told to you. You don't have to just go to the game where people say your analyst is talking it. You're seeing this in vision. And it's it's something everybody's looking up to, and it's going to be like that. I mean, Joel Embiid can still pass the rock, very exceptional passer, a good, great passer. But Jokic is so good that it makes you say he's a good passer because Jokic is getting like twelve, like ten assists a game, eleven assists as a center. So he's definitely something great as center. Uh, people are saying that I um, we never seen nothing like Jokic. We have. They just never, you know, as far as numbers, no. But guys that could pass like that, it was guys, David Robinson could pass. Like if guys, if Sinners was able to pass, there were a lot of guys who could pass the rock. You know, it's a couple of them. Now, I ain't going to say a lot, but it was a couple guys back then that could pass real good. So you can go back to Will Chamberlain. You know, Will Chamberlain could pass real good. Yeah, he could pass real good. So um, we're looking, and um, it's just the game evolved, man. The game has evolved. And going back to Cooper Flag and Cameron Boozer, they're so tall, guys at their height couldn't just shoot three-pointers and pass the ball like a point guard. And then they can play defense. Cooper Flag's elite on defense Everybody talk about Chet Holmgren. No, Cooper Flag is the more physical, stronger version of Chet Holmgren. He's different, you know. I mean, Chet Holmgren is a good player, man, and I think he's going to be good. It's just that I don't know how many times he's going to be injured. I think when he's on the court, he's going to be good. But at the disadvantage is going to be guys that are able to, you know, go against him. Guys like Joel Embiid, it's, it's going to be hard 
for him to hold guys like Carl Anthony Townsend. You know, it's going to be hard. So, but he'll have his, his his advantage and be able to shoot from the outside, take people off the dribble, able to pass, hit the three pointer. Like Chet Holmgren was, I always said I believe he's better as a power forward, and you just get a true center who's big and able to body. You can get a Kendrick Perkins type guy. Let Chet Holmgren eat at the four position where he's a disadvantage instead of him people having a, a disadvantage over him. You know, um, looking at. Um, another aspect of players, um, Villanova, we're talking about some players now. We're talking, it's going to be a tough Big East. That's one thing. It's going to be tough. And this is the first time Neptune's finding his, you know, feel with the players. He came right in. I mean, we're talking about, think about that. Nobody's looking at the job he did to even get to 500. I mean, you look at the players. I mean, I was naive. I mean, you looked at out on the court. Obviously, the players and Jay Wright from the players with Neptune is a total difference. This is the way they're communicating. Not saying they hated it, but they had to register too everything he was teaching. The way he was teaching, people don't understand that. So he did the best he could. If that would have turned out to be even better, that would have been an even bigger story. I mean, goodness. So now he's here with his players. I mean, these guys can play. I just think Villanova. I know Bettino's here. And I just think Villanova, man. That is a very, very monstrous team to have. Like, if you're looking at the even the lineup they're talking about, that I don't agree with. Put Dickinson at, at the at the center position. You got Tyler Burton. You got Hakeem Hart. All, every th- all three of them can score. All three of them can hit from the three-pointer. Then you got size. So then you got T.J. Bomba and, and more. Good. Jesus, both of those guys can light it up. So then you say, who's on my bench? Mark Armstrong's on the bench. If, if this happens, I'm talking about this is the one they're predicting, not the one I agree with, but I'll tell you about that one in a minute. Mark Armstrong, your point guard, off the bench. You still got Brandon Housen as a shooting guard. At the small forward, Longino is going to have to get that spot. You know, um, there's no Trey Patterson. So you got Njoku and where? Joku can play power forward. He's 6'10, 245. He can play that position if they choose to go their route. We're just talking about how the team looks now. Trey Patterson's not going to be in there. Um, that's interesting. That's very interesting if they go that route. Very interesting. But my point, my lineup is uh, Mark Armstrong at point guard. Just think, <clears throat> taking more out of his element. He can do what he, he can. He can play that point guard position, but it won't be effective like Armstrong because Armstrong is really a, a point guard. He's really a point guard, and he can score. He can lead the team. More can do what he does, be a killer. To me, he's like a 6'4", 6'5", Paul Pierce. Justin Moore can light it up. He is the absolute truth. He is a big-time scorer. Let him be that guy and let Armstrong be him. The way Armstrong can break down defenses with his speed and Moore can – that is going to be one of the best seasons you'll see from a – Villanova backcourt in a long time. Man. I mean, that that is prime time 
play from Armstrong and Moore. Even bigger than Archie Diagono and Brunson. And that was a big time uh, backcourt. To about Fisher Stokes, you got Reynolds. I mean, listen, man. Um, then you go with Tyler Burton, Eric Dixon, and Lance Ware. I mean, everybody's heard my argument on the Lance Ware situation. He's a on both ends of the floor. He's athletic. He can. He's a good post up. I don't know what people know about Ware, but yes, he can. He's going to be a guy that gets. He's going to demand some points in the post, and he's going to be a guy to get rebounds uh, in transition. High energy shot blocker, rebounder. He's going to be a heart and soul of that team. The way he plays, he's going to be high energy. Kind of like what Dada gave to you, but more athleticism, uh, more size. I mean, where be that type of guy? Like Nova needs that bad in the post. When you got these big guys coming in, some good big guys in college basketball. And that was a problem a lot in games. You put Dixon in his natural position at 6'7", 250, 255. I mean, he's going to ball some people are not going to be able to handle Dixon. It's hard for them to handle him at the five. But when you got a guy that's bigger, it's a mismatch. It's a mismatch every time. So now you put him right there where people stay at. He, he's going to eat people up, then come out on from the outside. He's going to be. He was just last year. He really, he is just good. He's super good. I mean, he could be a first-round top, first-round pick, late first round, early second round. But, man, he can develop to a first. I mean, he's 6'7", 255, and can score like he scores – I mean, he, he's able to get a 2010 with a, with a uh, program, you know, average that. He has that type of talent. He's really good. Him and Moore, like on this lineup, coming from that class, like this is what this was made for. Then you get an Armstrong, a high recruit. Um, Tyler Burton is like a gift in their hands. This man's a 20-point uh, type scorer. And, and he, he can just be that guy and beware. Now, off the bench – Bomba could be that oh coming off the bench and you put Bomba in and just do put in work. He is a absolute beast. Like we're talking about championship. Like they have six people that are ready to just play prime time basketball, but big time basketball. Elite, but like on both ends of the floor, lots of energy. And and you give Armstrong all these scores. He's just in heaven right now because he can give it to people. Then he can be a problem. Then when we pass it to is in danger of scoring. You got that point guard. But then you also got housing. You got a three-point marksman off the bench, a super. You already got Dixon. A lot of these guys can shoot threes, but nobody can shoot them like housing. Nobody can shoot them like housing. Nobody can shoot them like housing. So, Longino is a we everybody for it just takes it, it trips me out how to take college fan, basketball fans, sports fans. It takes them a minute to forget about somebody, especially in basketball. And Longino was just hurt, but he had impact games. The guy's still young now, he's more experienced, he's in there. He's going to be hard to deal with. Not many schools have a Longino, a housing, and a bomber that could be on your team. Or if they do where, like Longino, housing, and where that they could be on your team. 
guys that have, you know, put in their work and played. Longino, if they do wear, let wear come off the bench. Longino housing and wear off the bench. Goodness, who has that? And then who they don't know about. Like, you still got Archie Diakono. Everybody don't like to talk about Archie shot very good from the three-point line last year. So he's out there to be. He also knows what he's doing. He's played international ball. Now, that's four guys. I'm just counting them. Now, you don't know about, nobody knows about Ninjoku. I think with uh, Patterson out, we'll see what happens. But does Dumont get time? Dumont shows something. But he ain't going to get major time. I just think that, you know, Ninjoku will get his time. But where Longino, where Bamba, whichever one's on the bench, where Bamba, because Bamba also has another year of eligibility. So they can they can really bring bring Bamba off the bench and he plays and is able to start next year for Nova, no question, it's something to think about. You know, you're putting Bamba on the bench and to, to carry him over for the team the next season to be the starter. Like, that can happen. So don't think that, you know, oh, Bamba's been transferred over. He's a, Bamba is the one that has a year, of, one more year of eligibility besides this year. You know, so that's something to think about. But um, Nova looks, they, they just look, they look right for the, you know, it's just time for this team. It really is. Like, it looks like it. Looks like they have their team. Looks like it. And what I'm saying not looks like it like they don't have it. It's just that, you know, now we have to see it happen. I have to really go harder into that. I don't go harder in there. We do have to see it happen. I mean, they have the team. Um, I believe in Neptune, but we have to see it happen now, which is why, you know, some people are saying, what, 15, 14, 15 of those Renovas went up into the top 25. Nova looks good. It looks super good. There's no way you can deny Villanova right now. There's no way on paper would you would just go like, whoa. And this is really going to determine where Neptune is as a coach. I think they can win it, though. I mean, when you got a 20-point, you got Justin Moore already, and then you bring in Bamba. Okay, you got Bamba. That was already big. You bring in Burton. We're just talking about the scores. But then you got Dixon. You look at Hakeem Harder, what he can do, but those four guys alone. It's just, uh, and then and Ware is going to surprise everybody. People don't understand how talented this guy is. Like, he just never got that time and, you know, to put in their work. He's going to get it now. There's no doubt he's going to get the, the minutes to, you know, be an impact like he wasn't at Kentucky. I mean, he was, listen. He's recruited higher. He was a higher ranking than uh, Hunter Dickinson and the 247 rankings. Like, Lance Ware was like that. It's just that Kentucky has such a, such a, um, I mean, such a, a high, high, you know, um, what can you say? Just a high percentage of so many elite talent, so much elite talent. They come in and the guys are expected to start. You was on the last team. Like, Kentucky don't think about you as a sophomore like that. Now that they got to think about the transfer portal, now Kentucky's thinking about those guys. Like, it's, it's a different game. Kentucky, 
Kentucky's a one school. If you you better be if you're top three, that's when <laughs> okay. I know they're gonna give me their time, you know, but it's just it's different. So now Lance Ware is here, and, and people don't oh because he averaged this. Man, do you understand how Kentucky runs their program? Nowhere near like Villanova does. If Lance Ware had committed to Villanova because Villanova was one of the school that was recruiting him, um, there's no doubt his career would have been totally different, more productive. Uh, in line, in, in line, and in, in you, you, you come by how you play. Where the way he's talked about it, Kentucky, we're talking about this is how many talented guys in Kentucky. He's considered a captain, the heart and soul of a team, averaging what he averaged. <laughs> so this is so how much talent Kentucky has over there. It's just crazy. But um, when we come back, man, we'll talk about uh, we get some basketball, some football talk, man. When we come back on Father Leader. <laughs> Step away, 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 step Let's go. So we, we back with football, man. What goes on? Let's just talk about. Um, I don't know, man. I'm back on the Eagles. I'm always here. What's up, Eagle fans in the house? Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's who's competitive enough. I, I'm more scared of New Orleans than I am of even – San Francisco, um, Seattle is a team I'm scared of a little. I mean, they just, these are the two teams that that scare me the most. San Francisco is always going to be a good coach team. You got to watch out for them. They got Hargrave. I'm not putting that there, but people, it's the way they're talking. Like you just look at Brock Purdy. Listen, Nick Foles was a good quarterback, right? But he had his moments. He never was an all-season quarterback. It was always coming off. You know, he got to come in for somebody. Brock Purdy did good, man. So he, now he has to prove that he's that quarterback. You see what it is? Like, listen, the Eagles was known for putting quarterbacks in their place. Cooper Rush, you know, I used to call him Cooper Hush after that after that game. I mean, because y'all was putting him over Dak. Like, oh, he's – I'm like, that's just disrespectful. He, he come in, that's how, see, that's the inside of how much they even want Dak out. They questioned Dak. It was Cowboy fans, Cooper Rush is the man. We need Cooper Rush. Okay. All right. So then we come in and um, Brock Purdy, another backup. First Eagles put Cooper Rush in his place. Then Brock Purdy. Then Josh John. Listen, the thing is, Eagles was so that's how much that's how you know Eagles was that team. Because you you better come in with your starting quarterback. That's the whole thing. You better come in. And the crazy part is when they went against Dallas, they almost beat Dallas for Gardner Minshew. They didn't almost beat us for Cooper Rush. 
it just proves to you how good the teams are from defense to how the offense, like, and right now looking at, I, I just, I'm real scared of Seattle because they, they're young, they're hungry, and they just got another good receiver for Geno Smith. Like, nobody's talking about this squad. We'll see how that goes. The NFC East is a tough division. Dallas is going to be in contention for, they got a good team. They got a good defense. They got a good team. Um, but Washington and New York are going to be right. Listen, they're going to be fighting. They proved last year. I just believe in it. Like, now that the NFC East is looking at, look, we can be the top four best teams in the whole Minnesota trials all the time. They always look good on paper, but you know where that goes. Um, like I say, New Orleans with Derek Carr. You got vets on that team. Them guys ain't just start playing. Kamara, I mean, man, it, it was from a time when you're looking at that team and it's a, it's a totally different squad. You know, um, they had Drew Brees, Derek Carr, Michael Col- Michael Thomas, um, Kamara. You already got a one, two, three. You already got a one, two, three. Then, you, you know, they got a draft pick of a receiver last year. Then that defense is good. That team is, you better watch out. They are, they have experience and the guys that can still be big playmakers. Like, watch out for New Orleans. That's the team I feel like is going to be right behind Philadelphia. Everybody's talking, I think that team is going to be right behind Philadelphia. Right behind Philadelphia. They get they need to put some respect on Carr's name. Like, this man ain't been one of the top 10 best quarterbacks in, in, for, for years. For years. I like that player. Like, he's like that. So, now you got – you give him this team with this defense? <sighs> man. I'm destined in Seattle, the what Geno Smith did with that team, and he's got other guys coming back. Defensive, I mean, Jesus, what they drafted. Like I'm that team is a team. Those two teams, I'm just like, yo, y'all talking about Dallas and uh, San Fran too much and not paying attention. They talking about Detroit. No, Detroit don't give me. I, I like Detroit. Okay, they have a good team. I, I, I dig it, but they don't look like Seattle. They don't, they don't give me Seattle New Orleans vibes. Them, them two teams with the coaches that are there and, and what they did from last year, New York. Listen, that man did what he did with what he had. So now you give him something else. He, Barkley's back. You got Hyatt. Philly's going to – their toughest rank probably going to be in that division. You're talking about Kansas City all the guys, they, they just giving them everybody. Throw them into the whole playoffs at them. That's the guys. You know, it's going to be a tough division, but I think Philly's going to prove why they're so elite. This is going to be the season that puts – if the Eagles do it this season, even if they just get to the, the get to the Super Bowl, if they get to the conference championship, you know, that's already going – at the lowest, it's a conference championship for them. I mean, Philadelphia has that team. But if you go to the conference championship, it proves how elite you are. Somebody had to go through you to get to the Super Bowl if you lose. I think Philadelphia is um, – they had the team this year to make that run. Now, we talk so much about this offense. You know how great the offensive line is, certified, the best in the league. Cam Jurgens, adding Cam Jurgens in there. It doesn't take them off the, the best offensive line in football. Matter of fact, it can make them better. I think it will. This guy's younger. 
He's an athletic monster. It's going to be a real good offensive line. Um, but you throw not only that you throw into Goddard and Smith and Brown, then let's put Quiz in there. I'm not you cannot disrespect Quiz and how he's going to come this year at people like. And you still got now you you talk about Zacchaeus and Arnold, right? And you talk about Swift and Gainwell, right? Catch and run. But then you talk about Penny. Then you talk about Scott. Like Sermon looks like he'll like, yo, it's just crazy, right? But nobody's thinking about this defense. With Carter and Smith alone, right? Carter and Smith alone. It's something special. Like, them being drafted separately on other teams would instantly gives you an impact player with Smith or with... Carter was looked at as a top 10 prospect. At least top 15. To fall to 30 was unbelievable. Unbelievable. And then Ringo was looked at as a first-round draft pick. Top 20, top 25. You get him in the fourth round. This is un- this is unreal, unreal right now. And then you know, in between that, you get a Steen and you get Brown. And you look at this defense. Brown, listen, Reed Blankenship, Kevon Wallace, Sidney Brown, Justin. All these cornerbacks, Edmonds, have all played good in camp. They all can make the t- all five. All five can make the team. I think they keep five. I just think that's crazy how good that five is. Then you're looking at the cornerbacks. Josh Joel has Alabama corner has 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 worked his way up. So you're looking at him, Ringo. There's five guys we're looking at, you know, uh, along with Maddox, uh, Slay, and, and 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 Bradbury. That's a good five. Oh, that's a good five. But who else comes in where they keep six? Greedy Williams has been released, so um, it could be good, Rich, because McPherson's not going to be there. Will Ricks make the team? That is very – I want him to make the team. I'm a fan of Ricks. I think he's a guy that could be the next one next to him, and Ringo would be a dream cornerback tandem for the Eagles for the future. These guys all can run. All can cover real good. I mean, this that Ringo, Killy Ringo, and Ricks would be crazy. Uh, but Job is also playing good, man. And McPherson, like this is this is now this is a strength, strength at quarterback. You got guys who can make it. So I think five right now, maybe six, but right now I say five in the cornerback spot. Um. Then you go to the linebackers. Now you're looking at the linebacker position like, whoa, Ellis has proved his worth. Um, Zach Cunningham is looking good. Nicobe Dean, Hassan Riddy. That's four guys, but he's still got Nolan Smith. You still got Nolan Smith. Like this is a now you look, I mean, for real, look at those five guys. Just those five. I don't know who else they go around and that, but 
those five, if Moro stays, I'm, I'm putting Moro there because I think you can never have enough depth. I think Moro stays. I don't think they just let Moro fly. I mean, think about it. I mean, you're getting a guy that can start to, to be one of your backups. So they have a good linebacker. I think five happens. I think five, five um, cornerbacks and five safeties. I think that happens. Um, defensive line, Derek Barnett is just proven to be, I like how he's proven to be a shit starter. I think he's hungry and he's ready. I think that's just it. Barnett is hungry, angry. Um, he got Graham, a mentor for him. I think Jalen Carter and Barnett, uh, I think that's going to be, I think Barnett's going to end up getting a new contract with Philly. I'm really big on Derek Barnett this year. He's going to prove, <laughs> you know, him and Josh Sweat of the future. I mean, it's really big to look at that line and see Jordan Davis and, and Jalen Carter. Then you look at, just look at Milton Williams, a, a very talented um, draft pick, and he's turned out to be just that. And then you look at Marlon Tiopoloto, the type of prospect he was coming out of high school and what he was in college. I mean, um, you got Street. Street's looking like, what can you say? What can you say? What can you say? Like, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. Um, a Jomo, where they have another, another I mean, on, on that part, um, they can keep a lot of people. They might keep, you know, very, very, a lot of people. I see that. I see that. As far as the defensive line goes, I mean, people have to talk about this defense. It's just so many ways they can go. And I'm saying like a Jomo and Robinson, Janarius Robinson, these are guys that they couldn't possibly make it. I think um, if anything, practice squad, but they could possibly make the team. That's how good they have guys that might not even make this defensive line. Like, this is a very good defensive line. And everybody knows that. They started with the trenches, with the offensive line and defensive line. This is where, like, this is where games are won. They are relentless and deep in both areas. You got, looking at the backup, uh, I heard about Fred Johnson uh, with Ruben Frank the other day. Fred Johnson, uh, another offensive lineman, uh, you got Steen, and look at Josh Andrews and Josh Seals, and will Dennis Kelly be there? Will they keep 10? I think it's possible. Philadelphia keep 10 of them or four of them and one going to practice squad. Depends on who, like, they, they have a deep line to where they could throw somebody in there or two people in there if two people get hurt and they won't be missing a beat. Like, Stoutland is the guy. And his defensive line is, oh, my God. The Jalen Carter hype is real. He is – you don't get that type of wild factors from vets like that just constantly, constantly. And the way Nolan Smith plays, when when the game – I think people are really going to see how good he is once once that ball is snapped and he gets to go. Like, it's going to be unfair to have him and Reddick. It's unfair. 
I like Christian Ellis and what he's doing. Uh, Morrow's a solid guy, but um, I, I think you 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 keep Morrow. Th- this team is really built to win. I mean, from the backup tight end to the third receiver to the fourth receiver, like you know, when you look at Stole, it's not far off and Kyle Katera, but Dan Arnold. I will be super shocked if Dan Arnold doesn't make the team. Like, come on, man. Like, he can uh, – if we talking about blocking or we talking about catching the ball, this is – yeah, this is this is a guy that this – we'll see what happens. But I think Dan Arnold stays on the team. I, can, I think Kyle Katera, uh stole – we'll see where it is, man. I think Kyle Katera is a good player. I think he'll end up being a second guy eventually. You know, because Dan Arnold is a vet. You bring in there, you let him go ahead and do his thing. Hey, I just can't wait to see who makes his team. So I'm out, y'all. Listen, um, man, I, I talked a long time. I like to tell y'all things. and You know, uh, Kaya Anthony and um, Bryce James, big topic. Cooper Flag, Cameron Boozer, we broke down some things. Um, big, man, super huge. We'll talk more about that draft, the next NBA draft from um podcast we have man we'll talk we'll talk to 2024 and 2025 and 2026 NBA drag players man I'm out man follow leader this is a lifetime 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 mission I listen I listen I listen I'm about to I'm about to close because the crowd says the crowd says